Welcome to Not Another Podcast featuring Jade and MJK. This is Not Another Podcast with Jade. I'm MJK. And this is where we discuss all things pop culture. All things pop culture. Yeah, so I was just like, you know what, dude, just just don't, alright? Because, oh, we're on the air. Hey! <laughs> oh, hey, MJK. Hello. How are you? I'm great. Uh, yeah. I know, everything's good, you know? <laughs> Start off on a good foot. Here we Starting are. Starting fresh. We're both well awake today. That's something new. Well, I could definitely have used a Red Bull. Hint, hint. Hashtag <laughs> 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 sponsorship. But I've started against it. Welcome, everyone, to episode two of season two. Of Not Another Podcast. Not Another teams. Podcast. That's right. Jade and MJK. <clears throat> Today we are going to discuss what we've just seen, played, read, listened to, news and gossip. Our weekly topic is going to be comics. We're taking questions from listeners, discussing trailers, looking at what's out this week. And that all sounds very delicious. Delish. So let's start with what you. Ha- what have you currently watched of JK? Well, I did my homework, mm-hmm. which you'll be happy to know. Yay, I, had, I set you the goal to watch... Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day, because number two yeah, is yeah. coming out. So I watched it, and I'm not going to lie, I messaged you like you did. 20 minutes in, and I'm like, you've got to watch this fucking movie. And I was really hoping you'd watch it so we could talk about it, because I'm not going to say too much about it, because I don't want to spoil it for you. You said I'd like the lead? Or yeah, so she's she's she starts off as like a really unlikable, uh, what do you call it, like college sorority, just one of those typical unlikable people. Um, but it's got the premise of Groundhog Day, so okay, it's yes. horror comedy. Mm-hmm. They won't tell you that though. But if you watch the trailer, you go, "Ah, this looks a little more lighthearted." Oh. There's no gore or anything like that. Right. It's it's kind of it's Jump just a, scares. There is those. Okay. Uh, and it's just a fun horror movie, Jade. And I'm look. I watched the trailer for the sequel, which oh, is Happy yes. Death Day to You. Yeah. Which was really good. Do not watch that until you watch the movie. Oh. Okay. But. Good we stuff. discussed it, but I don't think I've watched it. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I look forward to talking this at length once you've seen it, which probably won't be for another six or seven weeks. <laughs> so we'll get back to that when eventually. When school holidays. Uh, I, I did something bad. I bought Uh-oh. some new Blu-rays. That's not bad. Sister Act and Sister I think Act I was 2. there for that. <laughs> <laughs> you were. So I watched the shit out of those. I uh, watched the Big Mouth Valentine's double episode special, which oh. if you're not familiar, it's the, the comedy by Nick Kroll and others. Yep. On the Netflix, I watched Bill Burr's You People Are All The Same, a comedy special on the Netflix. I'm a big fan of Billy Burr. Uh, I watched a really brutal movie called Brawl in Cell Block 9. Yep. Have you heard no. of the movie? Brawl in Cell Block 9. The lead is Vince Vaughn. Really? Yes, this is a very serious film. So Vince wow. Vaughn is... He's taking the series past since True, uh, True Detective Season 2. Yeah, he's... Well, I've always... He started off that way. I've always liked uh, him in the serious roles. Uh, I thought he started with Swingers. Uh, I only, I remember him in the remake of Psycho. We might have to do some history. With Anne Hedge? Yeah. That one? Wow. Yeah. That's so crazy. He, he was really good in this movie. The director is a dude who's done movies like Bone Tomahawk and one of the movies I'm looking forward to coming out this year called Dragged Along Concrete. Oh, I haven't even heard of it. So that one's coming up with Vince Vaughn as well. So the director is S. Craig Zalher. Can't pronounce his name. But 
that's it's just really it's it's got a throwback to the grindhouse movies of the seventies. So it's just violent, disturbing, trying to make you feel uncomfortable. Ooh. A good watch if you're into that kind of stuff. And yeah. also it's good to see Vince Vaughn as an imposing, brutal character. Because he's like six five, he leaned up for it, he's bald, he's got a crucifix tattoo on the back of his head, he just looks like a nut job. I remember him being bald on a talk show. That was that's probably, probably for that role. Called. And uh, just to wrap it up quickly, I watched Breaking Bad season one, Woo! and I'm not gonna lie, that movie is still, well, that TV show <laughs> is still the greatest. Still holds up. Yeah. And you have seen it before. Plenty of times. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'll happily watch Do it. Do you want me to admit something? You haven't seen it? I think I watched season one. Is that as far as I got? Of shit. I'm gonna get get out. Susie and I watched it together, and I never picked it back up. Whoopsies. Look, I will have to because it still holds very highly and is rated very highly and basically everyone's seen it and reacts it the same way when I say I haven't. <laughs> Season one's like I think only seven episodes. Yeah, so sure. you can fire through it. Yeah. Season, and every other season after that I think is like 13 or something. So you can get through it. There's 62 episodes all up. You can get yeah, through okay. it. Yeah, okay, yep. And they're like saying, 45 minutes, right? Or, yeah. yeah. Towards the end they get a little bit longer because why not? That's what people want. But greatest show ever, Jack. Yeah. What's wrong with you? The only show where it was forever on an like an up with an audiences. up trajectory. Yeah, like they they didn't wear out their welcome. No, yeah, we're done. Which is rare. Yeah, very rare. Never happened. Which is why it's regarded. What have you been watching, Jade? Well, uh, watching and listening. I'm now I finished you, and I'm now reading A Monster's Call by Patrick Ness, and then I probably will check out the film that has like Sigourney Weaver and Liam Neeson in it. So I'll check that out later. It is a kids book. But it seems to have quite a heavy topic within it. So I'm very early in that, but looking forward to finishing it. I'm still listening to ASAP Rocky's latest album, Testing. Mm -hmm. So you've got Tonky Tones, number three, and then Fuck Sleep, number four, and Praise the Lord, track five. And so I can play those on, on loop at the moment. So I'm enjoying that still. Gnarly, love some ASAP. Then I'm going home tonight. To watch my Friday night show. So as you know, I have day-to-day, one-to-four, yep. five episodes. So tonight I've got to go home and watch latest How to Get Away with Murder, Grey's Anatomy, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Big Bang Theory, and Will and Grace. Plus I haven't watched Suits from Thursday night, so that's my Saturday night. Catching Suits up. Is still a thing. Still a thing since Patrick Adams and, you know, the Duchess left. <laughs> Which one's Patrick Adams? And Mike? Mike, the oh, young I one. I hated him. Yeah. He should have gone. I think people do. Maybe I'm just thinking of you. <laughs> yeah, well, that is me. I couldn't get through it. Like, everyone's like, yeah, Harvey and Lewis Lit. I if you like, don't like, yeah. Uh, yeah, Lewis Lit and Donna, like, so like Because Mike's just incredibly unlikable to start with. He's a scumbag, pot mm-hmm. user. Like, not that that's a bad thing, but you're not supposed to like that. And he's sleeping with his housemate's missus. Yeah. What yeah. a piece of shit. <laughs> get a job. I've actually had people say that I just do not like that character. I'm like, well, that could definitely put you off because it's obviously him, mostly, and Harvey. The rest of the time. And so he's just a stunning man with beautiful yes. suits and great hair. Great hair. Yeah. <laughs> he's a he's a nice specimen. He is. We uh, appreciate good specimens. <laughs> <laughs> Last week it was Idris Elba. Yeah. Oh well, God. Yeah. That's a man. Right that there. is a man. That's why he plays half man, half not man in that next movie he's out with. 
But I haven't watched any movies this week, just been way too busy. It's the TV shows and stupid Married at First Sight still. You fuck it. <laughs> Why? It's getting me to bed real late because I've played on the sport. Me. Yeah. messaging me like, I don't know how to respond because he's oh, doing it through this. Oh, it was to both of us, yeah. yeah. I couldn't, I, I need to update something on my phone. Yeah, I can but show you. he responded to my ball phone <laughs> link comment, <laughs> which I was like, yes. This is after I left the nerd head. That night, so he's this is like eleven thirty at night. He's yeah. tuning in, and then he he was just like, "Yeah, Mars, best show ever." And I was like, "Oh God!" <laughs> and he wants us to do a whole episode on it. Like, now nah, we're good. Oh, we're I could, I could, you could, and yeah. I would just abuse you through it. But yeah, well, well, I won't abuse you. But the only thing I've seen of that is there's a meme page. Oh, where yeah, um, there is. Well, no, no, not of that, oh. but it was the Simpsons meme page, oh. and they were doing the episode with Lisa and Ralph, where Ralph's in love with her, and she goes, "No, yeah, I don't yeah. like you." And it's like. They had some chick of blonde, and it's like you can literally pinpoint when her heart's breaking, and they do like frame by frame her, like, and then her face just grimaces. And I was just like, I guess this is why people watch it, because they like to see people in pain. (laughs) It's definitely part of it. And now I've wasted at least a minute, you know, talking about it, so it must be interesting. I don't know. I I guess I'm not into interesting things. So what we got now? Celebrity news and gossip. Are we right? Yes, please. Let's please. throw it to Jay. I just saw online that Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom just got engaged. Ooh, they're going to make beautiful babies. Right? <laughs> I actually had, I was just thinking, at one point, are they still together? I thought, I just hadn't seen them about or heard anything, and obviously they still are, and now they're I didn't even know stepping they were up their game. Oh, really? Yeah, I knew he wasn't with, uh, is it Miranda Kerr? Yeah, they divorced a while ago, and I think they met like backstage or like the Golden Globes or something. Katy Perry uh, introduced the awards for best song or something She's like got that. A thing for the British, doesn't she? Yeah. yeah. Russell Brand, obviously, previously. Yeah. John Mayer, I don't know where he fits in, but he's been with everyone, so. This is true. <laughs> Every, everybody's a wonderland to John. He's even shacked up with Dave Chappelle at the moment. Dave Chappelle what? and John Mayer are doing. Like That's shows random. together, stand up. Chappelle does stand up. John Mayer will do a few songs. Oh, and then John Mayer will just riff, and Dave Chappelle will just say random things. <laughs> it's apparently amazing. Oh, it, you've got, oh, that'd be interesting. You've got the king of comedy, like the dude who's the funniest dude in the world, and you've got one of the most amazing musicians. Yeah, and he is. Good. For whatever reason, like I saw them together on the Chappelle show, like uh, two thousand three or whatever. Wow. And, yeah, because he had him on an episode, just like doing white. That's people where music that started. So they've obviously kept some kind of a relationship. But anyway, sorry, continue. That's cool. Yeah. My home That's girl, my celebrity. Yeah, my, my home girl, Jennifer Aniston, had a birthday on the 11th. 50 now, right? 50, yeah. had a party. Now, the gossip there is that I saw the footage of Brad Pitt arriving late to her big party that where she had people like Katy Perry and Orlando Bloom there and Ellen and Courtney Cox, Lisa Kudrow, David Arquette. Uh, Reese Witherspoon, basically, you name it, that person was there. Cindy Crawford, Jason Bateman, continue, continue. So that was some interesting footage. Fast and Furious 9, it actually is happening. That was the first bit of info for me. This is going ahead. Yeah, because they... they Outside of Shaw and Hobbs or whatever. Diesel and the uh, Luna were all, like, raging at the rock. Correct. They were like, well, the spin-off. Yeah, it's like, well, you sure do that in your own time. Which this is when we're supposed to be doing this thing. Yeah, he's apparently got bad blood with the homies. Bit of conflict. So is the Rock in number nine? Ah, uh, he should be. Right. But they needed to do the spin-off because why not? They're Ooh. the box office guys. That apparently puts it back to May the twenty second for its release. So it's actually out really soon. Really? Is, yeah. It's crazy. 
Oh, okay. I have no idea why they were raging there. And this might, ex might excite you. Um, oh. Netflix and Hasbro have partnered up and they will be releasing a Transformers animated series. That is exciting. Yeah, on Netflix. So hopefully it has a bit of the vibe of the 80s, the original series. Whether they continue on for that or whether it's a remake, I do not know. As but... long as they have the Transformer noise, like... You're in. Yeah. I'll be, I'll be like, oh, damn, it got me, dog. You're all about it. All about it, about it. And uh, that's basically what I have for news and gossip this week. And that's the news for today. Now it's time for our weekly topic. This week... <laughs> topic? Topic! <laughs> My year nines when their voices are breaking. Um, comics. Comics that we like to read. So you I like will start. To read. <laughs> <laughs> so like our favourites? Is that what you're trying to say? That we like to read. Okay, alright. What? You read comics? Yes, you do, kids. You can also look at the pictures. Shit. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking the first sort of comics I remember seeing really was so bizarre. But it was in uni and it was like I started watching Buffy and I realised there were Buffy comics out there right. to continue the stories. And I'm like, ah, comics. And I think from there I started picking them up. And obviously Wonder Woman's been my all-time favourite for a long time, so I would get the Wonder Woman comics and sort of follow her storyline along. Um, but then it's when DC started doing their Rebirth series. Um, so before that was the New 52. So Which they started they dropped doing... relatively quickly. Yeah, they? well then it went into the Rebirth, and now the Rebirth has dropped off as well. It was yeah. really bizarre, and I don't understand all of that. They were explaining it to me at Adelaide Comics, and I was like, oh God, what? What is this? Because I was asking for the latest of the ones that I read. So I really do like DC comics and obviously my heroines. So I was reading Birds of Prey, Batwoman, Batgirl, Supergirl, Wonder Woman, of course. So I've got all of the New 52 of all of those series. I think there's like, some New of them have about seven titles. New 52 is not bad. Yeah. They were good. A lot of people were just them. like, why did you stop doing all these stories yeah. to bring all these stories? And yeah. then they did the same thing again, apparently. But anyway. And then it drops off. It's like, yeah. oh, you've just rehashed. Because obviously everything from Batman to Superman to Nightwing to the Joker were a part of that New 52. It kind of feels like what they're doing exactly right now with the DCU, with the Joker movie. Like mm. every, You'd look at, the, you'd look at the, the new releases shelf and you'd have like three different Joker comics, you'd have like a dozen Batmans, you'd have like mm. Birds of Prey, you'd have a Harley Quinn, you'd mm -hmm. have a Robin, none of which tie into anything, but some of them do tie into yeah. it, which kind of feels like the way the DCU is going now, because they, they're recasting a new Batman, etc. Yeah. So like you can, yeah, when you get on board with something, and I they know. just fuck it all off, yeah. and then you're just like, I'm trying to read this. It's hard enough to keep track of the comic releases anyway, but I was buying them in their volumes, yeah. I wasn't getting them yeah. weekly. Because they're such a quick read anyway. Like you read yeah. one comic, and you're like, "Is that it? Where's yeah. more? I have to wait this time." So I do like I them just volumes. to reread. Yeah, like that's this. true. So that's you'll true. read it, and then you'll be like, "Ah, oh, sick!" And then you rewatching an episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. it was around like in ten minutes or so. But but another series that I read the first ten volumes of wholeheartedly was The Walking Dead by Kirkman. Um, I was picking up their volumes, so they're, they're the big chunks. I think you read a couple of them when we were living yeah, together. Yeah, we were living together. I think. You borrowed them off of me. I think you read nine at that point. Yeah, I've now got it was an odd 12 or 13 sitting there. I just haven't read 11, 12, 13. I don't know why. Obviously, I stopped watching the TV show. Mm -hmm. started falling away from me. Um, but, yeah, I was heavily into them, just the black and white yeah. that they were. Yeah. 
like a Sin City sort of thing. It wasn't yeah. relying on colour, which is different to obviously the DC comics I read. But just all of those, they always just intrigued me. They have what catered to me personally. There's a, there are a lot of other comics sitting on I've got some Jessica Jones there, um, a Miss Marvel. I've also got, there's a few, quite a few series of Wonder Woman in there. The Huntress, got the Kick-Ass Hit Girl. So that Hit Girl was just one volume out of the three, I think. But like Kick-Ass was two thing. of them, yeah. They're fun. They're just visually yeah. excellent to look at. Um, nice I've got something of the Huntress, yeah. So that's what I mostly got in there. But I, and I read like the first version of 100 Bullets. Have you heard of that one? Yeah, I'm a huge fan of yeah. 100 Bullets. So I read the first one of that. So it's a really cool concept. So I should probably pick that back up. That's yeah. the good thing in comics. They're a really quick read. That's where I started reading those, actually, is because Luke lent you yeah. the first issue. Yeah, he did. Then I read it before you did. Yeah. And then, and then I had the second one borrowed off of him, and then I was like, that. Yeah, He's got the others there, so I should get them for you if you can. Oh, no, I've got the whole set. Oh, wow. Oh, I can borrow them from you. Yeah. I can give Blu-rays, you give me comics. But what about you? What are your go-to comic series? Well, as you know, Garth Ennis, the writer of Preacher, sure. is my favourite comic book. So Preacher is my favourite of all time. Nice. Why? Why? Yeah. I don't know. I <laughs> When I first started reading it, I literally went into the comic store and I was like, look, man, I want something different. Yeah. And he was like, well, how about this? And they have a poster up on the wall of the main character, Je uh, Reverend Jesse Custer, with uh, the two other main characters, Tulip and Cassidy. And he was explaining it to me. He goes, oh, and this happens to be the, you know, the main characters. And he was just like, it's basically a preacher. He gets this thing that's sucked into his body that's like an entity. And it turns out it's like the love child of an angel and a devil. Oh, right. And he gets this power, which is like the voice of God. And whatever he says, he commands people to do things. In a nutshell, that concept just to me, I was like, doesn't sound that good. He's like, no, trust <laughs> me. Really, really, really good. You're not selling it here. <laughs> um, I was just like, you know what? Fuck it, I'll do it. Yeah, just buy it, the first volume. Yeah. Yeah. And I uh, couldn't get through it quick enough. I thought it was amazing. Just, uh, mm. again, visually, it's mm. it's not anything super special, but it was just really pleasant to look at. Yep. Pleasant to read. Knowing that it was made, I, I started reading it when I was living with you, which was, what, like 2011? Sorry. Yeah. 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 Um, it was yep. made like in 95. Oh, wow. So looking at it and reading it and still feeling attached to it like it, it hasn't really it doesn't feel dated because mm -hmm. it's it's like a western as well and yeah. I'm a whore for westerns yeah uh and th that's it I don't want to spoil it for you mm -hmm. but uh it's really really good have you watched the tv series I've seen the first two seasons how many are there there's three I think maybe okay. even four but I don't have Stan Ah, oh, it's on Stan. Because I'm cheap, baby. <laughs> you got Netflix, but not Stan. I got the Netflix, but not on Stan. So you think if something's on Stan, it's probably never going to come to Netflix? No, because Australia, it's just, Stan's mostly it Australia. It is, yeah, correct. So they have the rights for it. That's why there's fuck all on Australian Netflix. I mean, there's a lot. Well, there's, yeah. But there's... It's mostly America. Yeah, Channel 9, Fox, Channel 7 are like, well, no, you can't have that. So that's why we don't have friends and shit on there. Yeah. Yeah. Because they've already got rights to that elsewhere. Yeah. Right, that makes sense. What else in terms of comics? Well, as you said, 100 Bullets. 100 Bullets. Brian Azzarello. <laughs> he is also one of my favourite writers. He's done quite a few Batman adaptations as well. Right. Uh, and the... The... Uh, artist? Is that what you call? Illustrator? Yeah, the illustrator, yeah. yeah. 
Uh, another dude's name who I can't pronounce, Eduardo Rizzo. That's um, up, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, their, their, just, their cover art as well was just bitching. Yeah, nice. Stuff. Just looking at it always, every character looks so different. Um, and yeah, 100 Bullets is a great concept. You get a guy who walks up with a briefcase with 100 bullets, untraceable. Yeah. Do with them what you want. That's right. And there will be no consequences. And That's pretty cool. You find there's different characters that come in. In each volume. And you feel them. like, yeah, you feel like some of them have some kind of finality or something, but then they're reintroduced and it's just, it's just a bitch in a comic book. If you haven't read it, read it. Same with Preacher. Read it now. Also, other stuff done by Garth Ennis uh, that I love is The Boys. Oh, yes. Which is like a pseudo X-Men in a way, except the CIA have a special team called The Boys. Yep. Which there is a woman in, so I think they're being cool. sexist, uh, that keep them in line. Because most superheroes are just completely effed in the head. And yeah. the news propaganda makes them look perfect. Whereas, like, if they save someone, like a dude, there was a dude called A-Train and he just gets somewhere super fast. But they, they don't, <laughs> Straight there. They don't show you the fact that he literally ran through a person to get there and oh. killed more people than he saved, you know? Like, right. So the CIA, like, the, the dude that leads the team's Billy Butcher and he's a foul-mouthed Brit. And someone points out at the start that he sounds like Michael Caine, so that's the voice that's immediately. Ah, uh, yes. And it's a very distinct voice. Yes. And then he's got a dog called uh, Terra, who's adorable. He's a little British bulldog. Love it. Love when a cute dog has a harsh name. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, hey, go on, Terra, mate. Anyway, but yeah. That's really good as well. Um, and of course, Ninja Turtles. Love yeah. some Teenage Mutant Ninja Rotos. I thought X-Men was one of your, was oh, your favourite comics. Get yeah. to that. Yeah, nice. Wanted to wrap up on that, but thanks, <laughs> Spoiler alert! Yeah, like Frank Miller as well, Sin City. Yes! They are one of my all-time favourites. Didn't find out about them until after seeing the movie Sin yeah. by our boy, That's Mr. Cool. Rodriguez. Rodriguez. And of course, X-Men. X-Men yeah. was the first comics I ever read. Nice! So I had a metric shit ton of the single issues, which... Mm. I'd, I'd sometimes get weekly as a kid, I'd sometimes get monthly, I'd sometimes get annually. So I'd bet most of those issues would always be right. specific to someone. So you didn't feel like you were missing out too much. Okay, that's good. But yeah, Wolverine and Gambit usually were my favourites to yeah, read about. Yeah, nice. And also Magneto's Kids, which is Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. <gasps> Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Nice, because they're doing a lot of comics in... Because when I was a lot younger, like... When Buffy's appealing to me, Charmed was something they were also putting into this the is comics. Something mad, like because they're doing a lot now. Every... They've got Riverdale comics. Yeah, they've well, got, well, well yeah. started as one with Archie comics, yeah. but it's very different to that. But um, every Joss Whedon show, I think, had yeah, um, Serenity, Firefly, Buffy, Dollhouse, Angel. Yeah, yep, they've yep. all had comic adaptations. This is true. Yeah, and it's just catering to not necessarily a different audience, but definitely a different audience. One thing I do love about, like, one of my favourite comics that I've read, which is just plain ridiculous, was uh, Judge Dredd versus Predator. Oh, we've mentioned that before, that so, cross so many characters have been pitched against yeah. the Predator before, or just aliens. crossover <laughs> comics yeah. that you don't even think about. Don't like, expect. I've got Ninja Turtle and Batman comics that come together. So That's cool. Yeah. Um, and I just get excited when different DC characters end up in yeah, each other's comics yeah, for a little you, bit. You get shit rock up from other shit. Yeah. Like, where did you even come That's from? even trippier. Yeah. That'd be like seeing Star Wars and Guardians of the Galaxy lining up. Well, that's very likely. <laughs> exactly. Now, it could happen Disney. now. But it'd be more like if uh, Vincent Vega from Pulp Fiction just randomly showed up in Guardians of the Galaxy. That's, yeah. That's more what that feels like. Yeah. Than... It's 
a lot more obscure um, and unexpected. Yeah, because when you see, like, if you see, you know, Cable and um, Deadpool team mm -hmm. up, you're like, oh, they're Marvel, and they bring something different out of each other. But if you had, again, like, Deadpool and Reverend Jesse Custer from Preacher, a lot of people would be like, huh? <laughs> and then you've got the What's voice of God here? telling, you know, Deadpool to decapitate himself or something. You'd be all like, ooh, it's finally matched his meat. <laughs> That's just me. Demolition Man, Sandy B quote there. Sandy B. Good old Sandy B. <laughs> um, I was trying to think. Yeah, because I do love when a, um, Batwoman, Wonder Woman showed up in a Batwoman volume. I was like, sick. Yeah. Like, two characters that we probably will never see on the screen, unfortunately. I do especially like when that happens when you, it's not on the cover of yeah. Just happens. Yeah. And then you're like, ah! when you're not expecting yeah. it. Yeah. That's definitely the best. Yeah. Because uh, there's a lot of Deadpool comics that I read. I also really like Deadpool. Um, and also, like, his spin offs, like Mercs for Money. So he gets a bunch of shit house Marvel characters that haven't been used in forever and he dresses them up like himself and right. they go out and do Deadpool like <laughs> deeds, whether it be criminal or otherwise. Um, but there'll be issues where he's like, you know, battling Magneto or battling Sabretooth or teaming up with Gambit or something. But it'll be there on the comic cover. And you're like, all right, I want to read about this, obviously. But a lot of the time I'm like, I'd rather it happen. And I'd yeah. Be like, oh, and and you understand, save it for the next one. You understand why they're doing it. Because it's like. Oh, it sells. Yeah, exactly. Obviously. It's going to make the purchase. So, yeah, that's basically me in a snapshot. What I was going to say, a snapshell instead of a snapshot or a nut. Shell. <laughs> I think we should coin that. Snapshell. Snapshell! That's exclusive to uh, in another podcast. So you've heard it here first. Snapshell. Copyright 2019. Not another podcast. TM. Registered TM. It is time for questions from our listeners. Today we have a question from Matt Ferguson. And he is asking Fergie. us. <laughs> Ferg which movie or movies have you watched the most in your life and why? Oh, that's an easy one. Oh, is it now? Yeah. Because I'm like, does it come from those childhood ones we discussed in season one, episode two? Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, right. Because often it will. So I'm trying to think of one outside that, but we'll get to that. So for you, you have an answer. I do. All right. Well, first and foremost, I've got a few, but I'll start off with the simple one, which is probably kind of sad, but Con Air. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Nick Cage, correct. A Jerry Bruckheimer epic, John Malkovich, John Cusack, Dave Chappelle, Bing Rames. There's the shit, Steve Buscemi, Danny Trejo. There's like wow. a there, it's it's an epic cut. What do you call it? A depth chart. Yeah, but, it wouldn't, yeah but it wouldn't have been at that point. Like to yeah, true. Being That's a true. huge fan of Dave Chappelle since forever, mm -hmm. seeing like him in like he was the comic relief in that. But mm -hmm. I was like, oh, sick. He's gonna be in more movies. He was, but. You know, uh, that being it was just a testosterone fueled action movie, me as a 10 year old and beyond. I know, because it's out a while ago now. Was that 96 then? You 97, reckon? I think, is. Grab me your Blu ray there. It's just there. You know, like, I appreciate it. it's all in alphabetical order. It's doing yes. great things for my OCD. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, this might be the Blu ray release date. No, nah, it'll have the official date. Excellent. Um, I have definitely seen this myself, as well as The Rock. We're not referring to uh, Dwayne Johnson there, obviously. Yeah, that was that was one I watched quite a bit as a kid as well, because uh, I was a fan of big fan of Michael Bay before the the two hour 
uh, just, I, go, I don't know, Carnage Fests. Carnage Fests. James, just I'm not seeing a date on this. It's 97, I've just IMDb'd it. Well, I never needed the cover in the first place, did I? Yeah, well, that's what I was going to do, but then you kept looking up behind my head. And you probably could hear that I turned around just then, because the microphone's behind me. But yeah, 97. So that uh -huh. would have came out before I turned 11. Mm -hmm. And that's something that kept me entertained until I was at least into my mid to yeah. late teens. And I was not expecting that, actually, as your answer. Yeah, well, Terminator 2 is up there as well, because that's yeah, got so yeah, much yeah, rewatch yeah. value. Correct, even uh, 20 years later. That's right. And uh, how about you, Jamie? Well, because all the first ones that came to my mind were the ones we've spoken about before, because when you're a kid, you just rewatch on such a regular basis, which were things like Home Alone and Jumanji. Um, so I tried to think, okay, let's think of one when I got to a teenager where I'm really deciding this for myself. <laughs> The one that came to my mind, because I seriously watched it so much, was Charlie's Angels. With right. Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, Lucy Luke. So I'm around 16. And my favourite, Sam Rockwell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's so good in that. Yeah, his dance scene while smoking that cigarette. And Bill Murray. Yes! Oh, right. The Murrowster. So I'm just trying to think, because I actually genuinely saw it in the movies. So that's a good thing as well. I was able to take myself, I think I drove there. So I was old enough to go, I want to see that movie, take myself to see it, pay my way there drive myself there and it was I think that's where my thing of like kick-ass chicks really started mm -hmm. especially in film like that was so cool I was so pumped up leaving the cinema so going. you kept watching it after I bought it on DVD and my brother and I would battle it out and he would replay the best fight scene from the Matrix and I'm like oh yeah well let me show you this and I put the DVD off Charlie's Angels I'm going to check this fight scene this one this one this one that Christian Lover scene yeah. where he's fighting the two of them that still stands out in my head yeah like and I loved the fight scene he rips their hair out and shit <laughs> yeah, he smells it yeah. he even does that in the sequel which is to be more but I did watch that quite a lot because I was just pumped up I'm not going to lie I watched that quite a bit yeah. with my sister we only had it on VHS though yeah. And at the start, when Drew Barrymore was LL Cool J, like, yeah, I'm just having yeah. all the flashbacks. <laughs> oh, it's got such a cool intro, and it just, especially in the second one as well, really picked up the pace. Like, it just did not I stop, didn't but like didn't have as much one. full throttle that was. Yeah. But I, I got it on Blu ray, so I should really rewatch it. I think I did, actually, after I bought it on Blu ray, but I did watch that a lot and never got sick of it and really was. Ins well, I'm not inspired by it, but just just get pumped up watching it. Very uh, entertaining for sure. And so yeah, just both, loved it. We've both got the the ones that were just yeah rewatch value. Yeah. Action. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Actions are easier to watch, aren't they? Because a drama can be quite heavy and emotional. Yes. That being, you don't want to put yourself through that necessarily. That being said, though, one of the movies mm. I've watched a lot in my yep. adulthood is End of Watch. Which is Jake Gyllenhaal yes. and Michael Payne, and I genuinely wow, still only seen it for once. Yeah, I went and saw that in the movies with my best mate Slater. Yeah, and I'm not gonna lie, I actually kind of teared up at the end because I was there. Yes, with, I remember the ending. with my pseudo brother. Yeah, and the movie's about pseudo two. Brothers. Yeah, well, yeah, brothers in blue. Yeah, no cops and stuff. And I did my best man speech at his wedding recently, and I genuinely wanted to do verbatim. The best man speech in this movie. Oh, I don't remember it, but that's hilarious. But he finishes it by saying uh, to Brian and Janet, and I wanted to so badly to say, say Brian and, and Janet, Janet even though it's but I was like, nah. two other people's so names. So then I just did like a, yeah, a semi-heartfelt comedy routine, I guess, at the wedding. Nice. But um, I, yeah, 
End of Watch, which is written and directed by David Ayer. Mm-hmm. So you did The Bright. What? The Bright. 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 Netflix. Sorry. Yep. yep. Um, more famously, you did Training Day. Nice. Yes. Uh, what else has he done? Anyway, not important, but he does a lot of, oh, Fury, which is one of my yes, favourites as that's well. Good, good point. He does a lot of movies where dudes are powering up in a vehicle and just, no, like just going around and experiencing each other's life yep. and also trying to overcome something else. Mm-hmm. And that's that's kind of a whole gimmick. And I, again, I don't know why, but that movie really speaks to me. And no matter what, I can still watch it no matter what mood I'm in. And you know right. how quotable that is with, you know, yeah. so why do they call you Big Evil? Because my evil's big. <laughs> And your favourite, you know what? I must sit down. Sit down. <laughs> <laughs> you love reciting that one. I think maybe I watched that with you. Yeah, I? probably. Yeah, I probably nice. made you watch it, yeah. It was very good, but there you have it. Con Air and Charlie's Angels. So thank you, Matthew, for your question. Good question, Matt. Now it is time for trailers. Not necessarily brand new, but very recent and recently watched for one or the both of us. There has been a teaser for Tolkien released, obviously telling the story of J.R. Tolkien, author of The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. Oh. Don't think I necessarily have an interest in this. Why? And it's only a teaser at this point. So they're doing his biopic, a biography of his life. Did Wait. you just pronounce biopic as biopic? Yeah. <laughs> you get used to it. And it's played by Nicholas Holt. I don't think who the girl was. It's lost on me. I don't think I actually know it. Nicholas Holt from X Men, Beast Boy. Oh, that guy. Yeah, the dude that was engaged to J Lo. Were they engaged? Yeah, well, they were together. Yes, together. Yeah. Um, yeah. Watched last night just to see a bit of the hype around Aladdin, live Same. action. Same. Yeah. Watched it last night just to see, literally right at the end of the clip, Will Smith appearing as Aladdin. And as Aladdin, did he? I mean, as um, what's his name? <laughs> Genie? Genie, sorry. <laughs> I've got my girl. I'm not allowed. That, that trailer looks, aesthetically, it looks Sponsor amazing. us, Red Bull, because Jane is struggling. <laughs> I am. Uh, I need wings. Um, yeah, so there's been, obviously, I think we might have mentioned it briefly last week, but there has been a bit of flack around the casting of Will Smith as not Aladdin, but the Genie. <laughs> I still don't get why. Cause yeah, he's, but he's... isn't he an Indian character? Why not cast an Indian? There are Indian actors out there. Well, Genie's a genie in a bottle. Yeah. So I don't know if it's to do with race. I think it was more to do with... Who has kind of like, you know, the pants. I feel like Will Smith gets a lot of heat. Yeah, A lot of the time. But I did get a post from Tuesday. Yeah, why does he? Yeah. Let's look into that for some homework or something. He supports his kids and then he's just like, ah, this guy, what a piece of shit. He's been with his wife for so long. Oh, he's married. He's loyal. He's got kids. Boring. Let's put him down. But I did see a post where they like said the best casting a genie would have been Terry Crews. And they had him all in the blue. He looked really good. And you can just play him more comedic and... But, um, Will Smith's like pseudo comedian. I know. Fresh Prince of Bel is like one of the best shows ever. Not to mention almost everything Will Smith does is hilarious. Bad Boys. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, that was That's good. That's all I can name. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, no. <laughs> Definitely not what I'm going West. Anyway, there was a teaser out for Frozen 2. Now there's a proper trailer. Haven't Hold watched it. Oh, the phone. They're doing Frozen 2 oh, already. Oh, 100%. No shit. So at some point this year. Sick. Good for them. Yeah. And there's Cold a new one, and I only watched half of it because I started getting a bit bored. What was that? Was called, it's called Longshot, and it has Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. 
in it. Charlie. And she is House of Secretary of House, and he's this looks like a pleb, let's put it out there. And they run into each other, but you know, she's very political and high up in the media in the US editor, and he looks like a bogan, like he always does. And I think he's a writer, and they run into each other and they recognise that she used to babysit for the family. So they reconnect and I think she then employs him as her writer and then it started going from the comedic route to the romantic. I'm like, I don't believe any of this and I turned it off. I thought you were a sucker for romantic garbage. No. Well, yeah, but that just looked like garbage, not romantic garbage. And Wait, because you don't believe that he could get with a babe like Shelley's Theron? No, I just didn't care. Okay. Alright. No, no, that's cool. Yeah. No, I dig I'm it. Like, I, I see commercials or trailers all the time. I want Charlize like, Theron. Boom. I want her in more stuff like Atomic Blondes, not... I still need to watch that. That's on my to watch list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we were talking about this last week. I haven't watched Baby Driver. They came out like the same wow. time. Wow. And neither on Netflix, so I need to lend them to you on Blu-ray. Sick as sick For and sure. And you'll like Atomic Blondes because it's set in the 80s. It's got that soundtrack. And oh it's my god. Gosh. How did this happen? Like, my <laughs> mum saw it because oh. she took her partner for his birthday. She's like, yeah. how good am I? I'm taking you to see a babe in an action movie. Like, two yeah. points. She didn't even mention this in the 80s. That's like oh. a magic tick for me. You're like, it's a huge thing that will get you to go see something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so that's uh, really exciting. Yeah. But not long shot. <laughs> wait, wait, I need to point this and out. And then have you seen anything else? Yes. Yeah? The It's not even, can't even really call it a, a trailer. It oh. is the ultimate teaser. Uh-huh. Ghostbusters 3. Ah. I haven't watched that, but I was linked it. Still didn't watch it for whatever reason. It's worth watching just because... You don't know what... You, if you didn't know what it was, you'd be like, what the fuck? And then <laughs> you have to look at the title. Something immediately, and you'll just go... <gasps> and you know it's the real deal, not that uh, that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? No, but who are you going to call? Ghost Butters. All right, what's out this week? I believe it's a slow news week. It is. So we're looking at the week of the 22nd through the... the First. 1st of March, because it's 28 days in February. It's the worst month ever. It's yeah. Valentine's Day, there's no days, <laughs> it's bullshit. <laughs> there's no 30th, there's no 31st, there's no 29th. There's no 29th, once every four years. It's, I feel bad. Yeah, that's crazy. Kids who are born Oh, big time. Yeah. Um, way off topic. <laughs> let's get back to out this week. I'm There's nothing out, but I'm genu- genuinely excited because the 24th, the Academy Awards will be airing. Um, and I tune into that every year. I've been tuning into that for as long as I can remember, to be honest. Um, get home on the Monday night for us with the time lapse to tune into that straight away. Um, but the interesting thing is for the first time in 60 years, they will not have a host. Right. Yeah. So they obviously did ask Kevin Hart a couple of months ago and there was a big backlash and falling out over that casting for lack of a better word. So yeah, when the, the controversy, the, which I'm only new yeah, to, please explain. Was that he had made some homophobic comments, years comments, years and years and years ago, before he was sort of as big as he is now, and he was sort of seeking attention, right. um, which is he, which is what he admitted to. And I'd watched a bit of an interview with him on Ellen, um, and they, the Oscars, the Academy, wanted him to apologise again for it before officially putting him out there as as the host, but everyone obviously caught on to it. Um, it was all over Twitter and all these things. And so wait, Kevin Hart went on to apologise again. They him apologise again, because to point out, after that had happened, he did actually apologise for his actions 
for years ago yep. and what he was stating in an interview too. is yep. that everyone that knows him knows he's not that person he doesn't believe that but he didn't even believe it at the time he just as i said threw it out there thinking it was going to be funny trying to be a comedian and trying to get a little bit of attention whatever it was for it and it sort of just went against him he apologized for that behavior then and there he's like i've already apologized for this i've done nothing like it since everyone know who knows me knows that is not who i am or what i believe and you know this just happened yeah. to be on ellen which was quite interesting because they are very friendly they hang out outside of the show they were talking about a dinner they had the week before where he was sort of voicing um his experience of what was going on and why he just refuses to host and she was trying to convince him to just still go ahead with it and he's like i don't want the night now to be about this right or to have to address it again Which on the night many ways either way it's going to be about that correct no host being there or new yeah. host being there at last minute you're gonna be like oh kevin hart and i like but the and one if I kevin like... hart's there he's gonna to have to address it mm. in some way and then you know tasteful joke about it and then people will be like you still making light of it yeah. but it's just gonna be weird in terms of formatting and structure because mm. obviously the Golden Globes, the Academy, the Oscars, the Emmys, they start with the host coming out and having an opening monologue. And they are often the highlight of the show because it's their time to sort of set the scene, be really funny, reflect on the year that was yeah. in terms Pump of film, call there. out people in the audience. Like, I love that shit. And we're not going to have that. So I'm wondering how they're going to get it. What? They're just going to go, and the first award tonight and start discussing it. Yeah, that'll be That's weird. weird. They're going to definitely heighten the number of presenters they have. Yeah. And the other controversy around the Oscars is that a lot of the celebrities are speaking out about the fact that they've cut three categories from the airing of it. So what they're going to show on TV, they're now cutting out, I can remember two of the three categories, two of them were cinematography and editing. And a lot of the celebrities saying, this is idiotic because without these elements, there is no There's film no movie, yeah. and we need to honour it and all of it. Oh, I think the other one was like makeup. Really? Yeah. And they're saying, why are you That's not airing freaking. this? Like the Academy's in the 90th, I think it's in the 80s or 90s. There's been 90 of them. Um, and this is the first time that they're taking those categories out from what is going to be screened on TV. So Yeah, because you always they always have the ones that are televised yeah. that people win stuff for, which... I don't know. Do they even they have like an Oscar for best key grip or something? <laughs> well, they do have one for like the science and something like for the CGI and the special effects. All those special effects is one of the categories. Yeah, make, you have I think to have makeup on there because it's genuinely that long. It's also, filmed all on that night, but they cut it out. Is just watching movies like The Revenant, you're just like, yeah. holy shit, yeah. this is beautiful. And what was the other one you said? Um, uh, editing. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The yeah. way the movie's paced, you know, mm -hmm. like you have an editor who's sometimes, you know, they win awards because they talk the director out of, mm. you know, having a scene which just yeah. makes the movie long-winded. It's just like... They select the scenes, the order of the sequences, and then how they sort of piece together in the shots that have all been filmed. Wow. Yeah, so that's quite interesting. But that this, aside... They, they cut the runtime? Well... Especially without the host and the monologue, I just don't know. Like maybe they're in before a two-hour show instead of a three-hour one. That doesn't make sense though, because yeah, I'm just really interested to see that formatting, to see what comes up in terms of any of these controversies. I'd like to find out what the ratings are like for the whole three hours then. Mm -hmm. It'd be anyways, interesting. Yeah, I should... Like it'd be up there because it is global. 
Um, and then in the US alone, you've got so many millions of people living there that millions do tune in. But yeah, it will be interesting to see. That aside, I'm always genuinely interested in who's nominate, nominated, which we already know, but who wins on the night. And usually there's a few good speeches here and there. And hopefully some comedic elements through some of the presenters. Which you'd imagine there would be. Hopefully. I think the only way they can do the opening thing is they'd have, they'd have to have at least half a dozen or three or four people up there talking about the year as it was. And they, yeah, they'll do the I, in memoriam. and. I doubt it will be funny, though. I think it'll just... Yeah, yeah, I mean, one way they could do it is just have or an opening video. So yeah. once everyone's seen it, it's just like a snapshot of the year in film and um, a highlight of those key performances that are being... Uh, that have been nominated for the night. That could be one, do it. Just here's to set the scene, get everyone settled and involved and then bring out the first presenters who will more than likely talk a little bit longer and actually try and have some sort of monologue or comedic element. Yeah, but if you know they're presenting, you kind of just want them to get to it. Mm. When you see your host, you know they're going to... Yes and no. It depends on who it is. someone's balls who's sitting there. Yeah. You know, like, hey, De Niro, he looked good in Bad Grandpa. He looked almost as good as I will yeah. dead in seven years or something. I don't know. And the other cool thing is you'll have last year's winners come back and present for that same category. So I think that's um, Frances McDormand, for example, will be someone who presents oh, for best actress. Great. Yeah. I like her. As uh, Amy Poehler says to her at the Golden Globes one year, like, you're the only one here I would save in a fire. <laughs> Frances McDormand's like, thank you, thank you, like phrasing her with her hands. Is context to that? Or? No. <laughs> She just, she just, no, that's right. She just sort of says, like, she had an outstanding performance in this, isn't this? You're the only one I would say. It reminds me of that stepbrother's quote. I'm not calling not your dad. Not even if there's a fire. Not even if there's a fire. I remember when I had my first drink. Man, we could do a whole thing on just the quotes from that. I love reciting them. But that does bring us to the end of our segments. If you do have any questions, send them to our Facebook or... Instagram, just make sure you do not another podcast with two T's. At least me. <laughs> I held up two P's. <laughs> I'm going to photograph of that later <laughs> for you, just in case you don't know what two looks like. And uh, we'll see you next week. Right on. Thank you for tuning in this week. You can find our episodes on Podbean, not another podcast with two T's dot podbean dot com. And we're also on Facebook and on Instagram with two T's also. We'll see you next week, and that's a wrap.